Well, good morning. Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church, whether you're here in person with us or joining us online. If you are joining us online, we just ask that you could uh, send us your name, or if you're new here, uh, just uh, text your name to the, to the number on the screen. Uh, if you could, please stand and join us sing. We'll get started this morning.
stockings. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were. And now you're reigning still, enthroned above all things. Angels and saints cry out. We join them as we sing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. God, we give all the glory to you this morning. Take our hearts, Lord, and use them in a way that pleases you. Lord, as we, as we come into this new year, just uh, we pray that our hearts and our minds are completely devoted to you, Lord, and we thank you. We give all the glory to you, our loving Heavenly Father. Amen. Would you please be seated? Well, welcome. We're glad that you chose to worship with us here today at BSCC. 
Uh, we are so grateful for that. And if you are new, this is the first time that you have uh, chosen to worship with us. We want to ask you, if you wouldn't mind, take out your phone and just text the word new to the number that's on the screen. Uh, that allows us to celebrate the fact that you are a first-time visitor with us. And if you're part of our BSCC family and you're joining us online, we ask you, if you wouldn't mind, as we always do, uh, text your name to that same number to allow us to be able to know that, that you are here and participating with us today. It is 2021, right? So glad 2020 is behind us. So many good things that we know that got happening that, that hopefully will, will be part of our lives this year. And, and for some of you, I'm wondering if maybe God isn't saying to you, you know what, it is time. It's time for you to get closer to me. It's time for you to, to deepen your walk with me. This is the year that we get serious and say, well, God, what do you want me to do? If that's you, if God has been nudging you in that direction, uh, we want to help you with that, okay? We have an adult groups ministry here at the church um, that offers a, a large variety of options for you to be able to say, I want to get closer to God, and I want other people to help me with that. So we have small groups. We have over 50 different small groups that are forming up right now. Uh, they're designed to help you become fully devoted in your relationship with Jesus. But I know that some of you also are having a little trouble I'm saying, I'm not sure if I can commit full-term or long-term to something. So we have some groups called study groups that are specifically designed to help you tackle a specific study or a topic. And those groups, most of them meet between four and six weeks, and they're designed to give you what you need to know in a specific area. We have a large variety that are starting in January here in just a couple of weeks. I want to read them for you. There's so many I have to make sure I write them down. We have groups that are help you be able to read through the Bible this entire year. If this is the year that you want to say, God, I want to read through the entire scripture together, we've got a group that will help you be able to do that. Uh, we have two different groups that are, are meeting to talk about finances and what God expects and, and how you can be able to um, be faithful in those. Uh, we have a group that's starting up to, that talks specifically about marriage and how you can be able to strengthen that relationship with your spouse. Another one that's on racism and how we deal with those issues that are prevalent in our world today and, and what we as Christians do and respond to that. Another one on how to read and how to actually study your Bible, how to get a little bit deeper into that and have your, your own quiet time with God. Another one on prayer, um, how to be able to be more faithful in that and, and encourage you to, to be part of that. Another group that meets for men that are under the age of 40. And then finally, one that's um, uh, for blended families, uh, for those who are kind of have a Brady Bunch effect, and how do you be able to have the support and encouragement you need to be able to follow through with those. With so many groups that are available right now, we also have two different kinds of groups that we're starting up to. Uh, one's called a sermon group, specifically for those who are meeting with us online and haven't had a chance to interact with a lot of people um, in the church because of that. Uh, these groups are going to meet uh, for only about half an hour, uh, just a day or two after the weekend message, and talk about the sermon and, and its application and, and its impact on your lives. And if that's something for you, we can encourage you to sign up for that. We're also starting new groups called care groups. And these are for people who um, understand that they may feel a little isolated right now. And uh, they're able to admit that and say, I, I want someone to contact me. I want to be in uh, more of a connection, uh, more of a relationship with someone right now. So those of you who are saying, you know, I feel a little bit lonely right now, this is a group for you to sign up for. And for those of you who have the gift of hospitality and say, you know what, I want to be able to, to reach out to other people and give them encouragement and help, this is for you to sign up for and be able to help with that. All these groups are available online at our, our groups page at bscc.org. encourage you to check that out. We have groups that meet every day of the week. We have groups that meet online, on campus, in homes. We've got a group for you. If this is the year that God is saying you need to get closer to me, we want to help you with that. So please take advantage of those. If that's overwhelming, contact me and I'll help you find the right group for you definitely. Now, all these groups are available only, though, because we have some men and women in our church who are dedicated uh, to be able to help other people grow. And I want to recognize those small group leaders at this time. If you're in the room with us right now and you are a small group leader for 2021, can I ask you just to stand where you are for a second? We want to thank you so much for what you're doing here, and we want to take some time right now to pray for you. So I'm going to ask everyone, if you wouldn't mind, uh, bow your heads and let's pray for these men and women. 
Father, thank you so much for the small group leaders of this church who are willing and, and motivated to help others become more and more like you. Father, I pray that you bless them with wisdom and insight this year as they uh, try to help other people follow you closely. I pray that you give them um, physical uh, blessings here on this earth and also the spiritual ones that you've designed for us in heaven. Thank you so much for their willingness to set aside time to serve others and help others be like you. We love you. We love Jesus. We love these men and women too. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Hey, we want to thank you also uh, for your faithful and generous giving uh, last year and also continuing this year. Uh, whether you choose to give at the door or online or, or texting give to the number that's on the screen, we really appreciate your donations. And we want to stay committed uh, to building God's kingdom here at BSCC, uh, in our community, and throughout the world. So thank you so much for that. We promise to remain faithful as well. We are excited uh, today. Dave is uh, going to bring with us a, a new sermon series called Transform. And so after this video, we are looking forward to how it's going to change all of our lives for the better. Well, hello, church. Uh, it's great to see each of you. I want to say hi to every one of you that's worshiping uh, online with us here in our very first worship service of a new year. Uh, it's great to be with you as well as wonderful to be with everybody here in the room as well. I wanted to uh, say to all BSCCers who have yet to be able to come and worship with us here on campus since COVID hit uh, that we love you and we miss you. I really look forward to the day uh, when we're beyond the pandemic to the point where, you know, any BSCCer can come here on campus and we can just be together in person and we can hug each other and we can, uh, we can see each other's faces and we can see each other's smiles and just be together in, in that very special way. And so I just wanted to begin uh, 2021 saying to to all of you who I've yet to be able to see uh, since last March, I, I've yet to be able to be in the same room with, um, that I miss you, and I love you, and that I hope that you are doing well. As Tom mentioned, you know, I just, you know, hey, I, I think we're all glad 2021 is here. Uh, these past 10 months have been a very, very hard time uh, for all of us, and uh, I, I'm excited about this coming year. I think it's good to turn the page now on, on last year and move forward into what, what God has for us in this coming year. And so as I thought about, okay, what would be a good series to begin this new year with, uh, with what everybody has gone through here in 2020? I, I, I just kept thinking about how I think we all, I think, want to break out, just kind of break out from uh, so many of these restrictions that we felt like we've had upon our lives and be able to live more fully in our lives. And so that's really kind of what led to, to the series that we're going to be going through here in the first six weeks of this new year. And I want to share with you the premise that I'm working off of in this entire series. And let me just mention before we put this up on the screen that I, I really think this would be a premise that would be true, you know, 
pre-COVID or if, or if COVID never even happened. So let me share this with you. We were created for much more than what most of us experience. That's the premise that I'm going to work off in this series. This, this New Year's series is intended to help you become all that God has created you to be. This, this New Year's series is, is about your God-given potential. It's about your, your God-given possibilities. And I want to share with you the theme verse that we're going to use throughout the whole series. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'd like for you to read this with me. Let's read it together, church. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in this series, we're going to learn that God does not want us to conform, but he wants us instead to be transformed. Did you know that God does not, that God wants you to be a, a non-conformist? That there, there's nobody that he's made exactly like you, and, and the evidence is right there within you. And this is just so incredible to think about. You have a unique voice print. Nobody else has the voice print that you have. You, you have a unique thumbprint and a unique handprint. And, and we can just see in so many different ways how God has made each of us in a specific way for a specific reason. And this New Year's series is intended to really help us become the very best version of ourselves in Jesus Christ. In Romans 12, 2, God teaches us here that we will either transform or we will be conformed, that we get to make that decision. You will make the decision in 2021 really how much you do break out and really grow and become more and more who God created you to be in Jesus Christ. And I'll, I'll just say for myself that uh, when I have been at my best, it has always been, you know, when I have not been conforming, but instead have been, you know, being transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I've, I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better leader. I'm a better friend. And so all of us will choose this coming year. Will, will we be conformed to the, the pressure, the peer pressure around us, the, just the influences of this, this fallen world that we live in every day? Will we, will we allow ourselves to be conformed in 2021? Or we will instead choose to, to be transformed into the likeness, into the character and image of Jesus Christ within us, bringing about uh, then the very best version of ourselves. That's the choice that we have as we come into this new year together. And so during this series, we're going to look at five key areas of your life and see what God's Word has to say about these areas. We're going to look at your relationships next week. We'll look at your health. We'll look at your thoughts, your finances, and your work. And we're going to see from the scriptures how God's intent is to transform our lives in every one of these key areas in ways that do bring out the very best version of ourselves and enable us to really break out even if, you know, as this pandemic continues on, to just really be able to break out and live more in, in the fullness of life that God has for us in Jesus Christ. Now, there is a pattern 
for this kind of work of transformation that God does in our life. And in this first message, I want to go over this pattern of being transformed that we see throughout the scriptures, we see throughout church history. But before we look at this pattern, I just want to start with a couple of foundational understandings about this transformation that God has in his heart, this wonderful work of transforming us into the likeness of Jesus that God wants to do in our lives. And, and the first understanding, I think, is described well for us in the verse that we're going to look at next. In fact, I want to put this up on the TV screen so I can talk about it a little bit with you. This is 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, And we all who with unveiled faces... Now, that's talking about Moses in the Old Testament where he would put a veil on his face after he had been with God because of the brightness of his face, that it would not overwhelm people. We in Jesus Christ are able to have unveiled faces because our sin has been removed. And our, our relationship with God is such where we are able to live with unveiled faces. We, as we contemplate the Lord's glory, as we seek God, as we seek, as we were just singing about His, his glory for our lives, as we contemplate His glory, we are being transformed. So this is a, this is a process that God does in our life. It's, a, it's an ongoing working of God. It's not something that's instantaneous. We, we are being transformed into the image of our Lord Jesus with ever-increasing glory. I love that, with ever-increasing glory. And so God's plan for you is that as you contemplate his glory and seek God in your life, that he will transform you in a way that you grow from one level of maturity to another. I, I love the way the Message Bible paraphrases this part of ever-increasing glory. It talks about how we will gradually become brighter and more beautiful. That's the wording that... The Message Bible uses here, and that's my hope for you in 2021, that you will seek God in His glory for your life in such a way that just every day, every week, every month of this year, you become brighter and you become more beautiful on the inside. So with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So this work of being transformed is not something that we do in our own efforts. It's not something that we can make happen through you know, sheer willpower. This is a supernatural working that happens on the inside, from the inside out. It is a working of the Holy Spirit. So the first understanding that I just wanted to, to begin the series with is that to be, to be transformed is a process that God does that is empowered by the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, here's the second foundational understanding for, for this series and, and just this work of being transformed that God has uh, for, for us in his heart. It's, it, I think it's represented well from a quote I want to read by Dallas Willard to you. He writes, The consumer Christian is one who utilizes the grace of God for forgiveness and the services of the church for special occasions, but does not give his or her life and innermost thoughts, feelings, and intentions over to the kingdom of heaven. 
such Christians are not inwardly transformed and not committed to it. In the last analysis, we fail to be disciples only because we do not decide to be, we do not intend to be disciples. So, to be transformed, you must intend to grow. Ladies, you will not become the woman God intends you to be unless you intend to become that woman and you commit to it. Men, you will not become the man that God intends for you to be unless you intend to become that man. God has so much more for us, church, than what a, a consumer sort of approach to the Christian faith you know, provides. And I just, as I've reflected on this, you know, between Christmas and New Year and just kind of thought about beginning together as a, a church in this new year, I, I feel like every one of us, this, this is what we want. This, this is why you're, you're, you're worshiping here the first Sunday of the year and in, in seeking God. We, we want that, that fullness. We, we want to break out into that, that fullness of life that is only found when we follow hard after Jesus Christ, when, when we follow Jesus with a, a full devotion, when, when we are closely following him every day. I like the way that Paul puts this in 1 Corinthians 9. Let me read these verses. He writes in verse 25, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose every step, he writes. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So Paul writes about it, and we see this in the lives of so many of the other you know, first believers, there's this intentionality about following Jesus. There is a focus, there is a passion and a, a commitment in every step in the way in which we follow Jesus as we invite then this working of transformation. So with these two kind of foundational understandings in mind, first of all, that to be transformed is this process uh, that, that the Holy Spirit will, will do in our life that is empowered by God. Second, that to be transformed, we must commit to it. We, we must intend to, to be transformed by God and live in that way. With, this, with these understandings, then let me share with you a pattern. Because there's a very clear pattern that we see in the scriptures and we see it throughout church history of how this transformation then and this breakout to this life in Christ that God has for us, what it looks like. Now, there are lots and lots and lots of ways that God works to transform us into the, the character of Christ, into the very best version of ourselves as we follow Jesus, but there are three parts that we just, just almost always see. They're just always there in the life of a person who's being transformed. And the first part that I want to talk with you about are the spiritual practices. These are, these are tools or these are habits that we use to become like Jesus Christ. 
these practices would include things like Bible reading and prayer and fasting and times of silence and solitude before God and, 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 and many other practices. Now, these, these practices don't earn us brownie points with God. That's, that's not what it's about. But these are tools in the spiritual realm that as we utilize these tools, then God will transform us on the inside if we will practice these habits with humility, with regularity, and with faith. Now, the foundation, oh, let me, let me just mention a great resource for you. If you would like to understand these spiritual practices, well, I would encourage you to read the book by Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline. This is really, I think, the classic for understanding and utilizing these spiritual practices. The foundational habit for these practices is what is known as a devotion or a quiet time. Tom mentioned those earlier. We've got some small groups sort of focusing on developing those out in our lives. But this quiet time that we have alone with God, you can schedule that first thing in the morning or you can schedule it over your lunch hour or in the evening. doesn't matter. I would encourage you as often as you can to schedule it when, when you're at your best uh, to do that then. The essential part of this quiet time with God would include prayer, Bible reading, and then confession. Those are really kind of the essential parts of this quiet time. Now, to get all of us at BSCC off to a great start in 2021 with this spiritual practice of a, of a regular alone time with God, we are kicking off tomorrow a 21 days of prayer emphasis. Starting January the 4th, we're going to provide a key scripture and corresponding prayer for 21 straight days for all BSC seers to be able to utilize. And you can go to our website, bscc.org, be able to, to find that 21-day of prayer guide that's there for you. Uh, that there'll also be information there in that guide about you know, how do you fast, if you'd like to bring it, uh, include a fast in this 21-day of prayer emphasis that we are beginning 2021 with. If you're like uh, me, I mean, so many of us, it's, it's helpful to get a reminder. If you'd like a daily reminder throughout these 21 days, uh, you can get an email or a, a text message, and we're going to put uh, Glenn's email address, Glenn Nash's email address there up. You can just you know, send him an email, say, Glenn, I'd like a daily reminder, or just go to our website, sign up, and you can get a daily reminder throughout these 21 days of our prayer and uh, emphasis in just being with God alone every day as a spiritual practice. James 4, 8, come near to God, and he will come near to you. That is a promise that he makes to you. As we begin this new year together, church, let's embrace that promise. God, you've said that when I come near to you, you will come near to me. And I'm going to seek to do that regularly throughout 2021. 
if you're serious about being transformed, one of the best things that you can do is just to commit to a regular time where you're going to be alone with God. And daily would be best, but let me say three days a week are better than two days a week on that. And once a week is better than none at all in terms of coming near to God in this quiet, alone time with him. Now, I apologize if you've heard me tell this next story before. I've told it more than once over the years, but the reason why I tell you it is because to me, it's just so inspiring and, and, and it's so challenging for us. Um, even though the story revolves around a, a woman who died in 1742. Her name is Susanna Wesley. And uh, she was the mother of, catch this now, 18 children. <laughs> I didn't say eight. I said 18 children. You might recognize the name of a, of a couple of her boys, John and Charles. Because Charles wrote about 6,000 hymns that the church has used over the years. And John is sort of known as the founder of the Methodist denomination. So Susanna Wesley. How did she have a regular, quiet time with God while raising 18 children? I just, I just love this. This is what she would do every afternoon. She would go into her living room. She would sit down in her rocking chair, and she would throw her apron up over her head. That's how she would do it. And all 18 of her children were instructed. If you see mom in the living room and she's got the apron up over her head, you do not disturb her. Because she is having her quiet time, her alone time with God. I'm telling you, church, where there is a will, there is a way. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Now, one of the main benefits of having this regular quiet time with God is that we'll just help you realize more and more that, that God is always with you. And that he is for you. And as you have this alone time with God throughout this coming year, you're going to just realize more and more, not only do you love having this time with God, you love who you are becoming as a result of this spiritual practice. And as you have this time with God regularly in prayer, in scripture, in confession, it begins to change your outlook on life and your attitude about life. And as you spend this time then with God, you find more and more that you are seeing your relationships and you're seeing your circumstances as God would see them, you see. There is a pattern of transformation that we, we see throughout the scriptures, we see it throughout church history, and that pattern includes spiritual practices. It also includes this second, supportive relationships. Clara Knoll is a young mother who was living in Oklahoma City when she said these words. I want to read some words from her. She writes, it was one of the worst days of my life. The washing machine broke down. My phone kept ringing. My head ached. Then I got a bill in the mail. I had no money to pay. 
almost at the breaking point, I lifted my one-year-old into his high chair. I leaned my head against the tray, and I began to cry. Without a word, my son took his pacifier out of his mouth and stuck it in mine, she said. <clears throat> the world can be a, a cruel, a cold, and lonely place, and I would say particularly during a pandemic. Now, Ephesians chapter 4 is one of the great chapters on spiritual growth that we have in the Bible. And right in the middle of that chapter is a phrase that I want to share with you. It comes from verse 15, where we read, Paul writes, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Jesus, who is the head of his body, the church. We will speak the truth in love. I credit a large percentage of the spiritual growth that I've experienced over the years to meeting with and having conversations with other believers who have then spoken truth into my life with love. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with two of our older brothers here at BSCC. <clears throat> who were several steps further down the path of being a father than I was at that time. And I shared with them my plan for a specific parenting situation that I found myself in and responding to that situation. And both of these brothers, they listened closely. They sort of paused. And then they said, you know, we, Dave, we, we understand where you're coming from on this. But they both said, we, we would recommend that you consider uh, a pretty, you know, different, a very different sort of approach to this situation, one that has a lot more grace in it. And that conversation was a huge growth for me, growth moment for me. Not just as a dad, but as a follower of Jesus. It's marked me. And I am confident that God's plan to transform you in 2021 includes you being connected with some other believers who will support you and encourage you and help you to, to keep growing in your faith. And of course, Tom, we, we, we began this new year very purposefully with praying for our small group leaders, with encouraging all BSCCers to connect into a group. And as he said, you know, we've got groups online, on campus, meeting in homes, all different times of the week. There should be one that you're able to find there to connect in with. But our groups are places where we say, listen, the grace of God has been so wonderful in my life. He, he has been, God has been beyond good to me, and, and I just want to reflect that in the way in which I relate to, to you in this group. That's the spirit in which we come into our groups and we seek to speak the truth in love to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ in ways that then help each other to grow and be transformed you see, into the likeness of Christ. Now, I want to share with you another very important verse when it comes to this part of the pattern 
of transformation. It's Ecclesiastes 4.12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And church, I just want to begin the new year reminding all of us we are at war spiritually. Your enemy wants to defeat you. Satan wants to harm you. He wants to disarm you. He wants to make you ineffective in his faith. And so often when we get defeated by the evil one, it's because we're trying to fight him on our own. We're just trying to, trying to fight, off, fight him off by, by ourselves. And left to yourself, Satan will keep you from growing in 2021. We need other believers in our life, you see, who will watch our back spiritually as we watch theirs. We need other believers in our life this coming year who will protect us who will help us to keep on track in our faith, you see, who will warn us and watch out for us as we do the same for them. And so supportive relationships are a strategic part of God's plan to enable you to overcome the enemy and to be transformed. There's a pattern that we see of transformation. We see it throughout scripture, throughout the history of the church. And that pattern includes spiritual practices. It includes supportive relationships. And then it also includes a servant uniform. And we lift up our Lord here. And Jesus was a servant every day, in every situation all throughout his life. I challenge you to open up your Bible to the first four books of the New Testament, which are the biographies of the life of Jesus. And I don't care what page you turn to, you're going to find Jesus serving there. Wh whatever page you want to turn to, because that's how he lived. He was just always helping people, healing people. He would just, he would just stop what he was doing to serve people. In fact, he came right out in Mark 10, 45, said, this is the whole reason why I've come to earth. Let me read this to you. He said about himself, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. If we're going to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus, then we must be like Jesus in putting on that uniform of a servant every day. And so I want to take a moment to just refer you to our Serve Opportunities booklet that we have. There's a digital copy of this at our website, and this is just a booklet that we put together that lists, you know, the majority of the different ministries and Serve Opportunities that we have here at BSCC. Now, on the back of that, I just wrote a little bit about the benefits of serving, and that write-up begins this way. There is a kind of spiritual growth that only happens when we serve. As we care for the needs of others, we become more like Jesus, who came to earth not to be served, but to serve. I encourage you to take a look at, at that Serve Opportunity booklet on our website. Pick out an area where you can start serving. 
In the book, The Volunteer Revolution, there's a, an email that a lady has included there in the book where she describes, I think, very well how volunteering for a ministry in your church helps you to grow. I've experienced her words so many times, and I know many, many of you BSCCers have as well. Let me read her email to you. She writes, serving keeps me in touch with why I am alive. My formal ministry of mentoring women in our church inspires me and impacts the informal moments of my life, extending the serving spirit to the drive home, to the grocery stop along the way, the brief chat with my neighbor by the mailbox, and even to the guests who stay in our home. It is a joy-filled way to live because it's the words of Jesus coming to life for me, you see. There's a pattern of transformation, and that pattern includes having a heart to serve, just putting that uniform on every day. Now, just a reminder, we're going to continue in this year in having monthly on the move projects where we're out serving in our community. So you're going to want to be reading our weekly newsletter. We send out an email, an e-blast newsletter every week, as well as going to our website because it'll remind you, okay, these are the projects that we're doing out in our community to serve and just share the love of Jesus uh, this, this particular month. If you want to be transformed, put on that servant uniform every day. If you're married, serve your spouse. If you have children, serve, serve your kids. Serve your parents. Serve your friends. Serve your coworkers. Serve those who are in need of Jesus. If you want to experience the most fulfilling, you know, satisfying way to live in 2021, just, just know it's not going to come from putting yourself first. The, 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 the richest, most meaningful moments in my life have come when I've had the servant uniform on rather than those times when I've just been seeking self-gratification. And I shouldn't be surprised by this because Jesus has said to us, if you try to find your life, you're going to lose it. It's just empty to pursue your own, you know, self-interest. But he said, if you lose your life for me, you see, in following Jesus and serving Jesus, that is where you will find life. That is where you will find the transformed life. Church, it's time to grow. It's time to be transformed. It's time for us BSCCers to, to make decisions where we say, okay, in this new year, I am going to commit to spiritual practices. I'm going to commit to supportive relationships. And I'm going to commit to the servant uniform. As we make these decisions and then we follow through, and this is how we live, the power and the grace and the working of the Holy Spirit will transform us into the very best version of ourselves as we take on increasingly the character, the likeness 
of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Well, before we pray, I want to share one final thought with you. And it comes from this last verse. These are words from Jesus in John 15, 13, where he says, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus' love is the power that transforms us. It's his love. He came and willingly laid down his life on the cross for you and me to satisfy the justice of God and the holiness of God in paying for our sins so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be reunited with God. You see, it is Christ's love that contains the power that will transform us. And at BSCC, we believe that a person really can't understand what it means to live like Jesus Christ until they have first experienced what it means to be loved by Jesus. And so, if you'd like to talk with someone about the love that Jesus Christ has for you, what a way to start the year. We're going to put a number up on the screens now. And if you'll just text response to that number, one of our ministers will reach out to you. We'll keep that number up there for you to be able to to reach out to us and let us know. I would say if there's really only one thing you take from this New Year's message, I, I hope it's this, that you'll remember that you are loved well by God. Because... The creator of this universe has a love for you that is so deep and it is so profound that when you begin to understand that love, when you really grab a hold of that love, it will take your breath away. And that love can and it will transform you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we begin this new year with you, before you. We thank you that your word tells us that that when we are still, we're able to know that you are God. When we, we just quiet ourselves in a way that we open our minds and our hearts and spirits to you, that you come near to us. And I just thank you for every person worshiping online and here in the room, seeking you on this first Sunday of the new year. God, we, we know you are a good God, that you have good plans for us in this new year, 2021. And I just pray for every man, every woman, every child that's worshiping you now. That they would seek you with all of their hearts this coming year. That they would seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. That they would follow hard after you, Jesus. That you alone would be on the throne of their hearts every single day this coming year. That you might do that incredible work 
of being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ that is in your heart, God. We welcome that working of your Holy Spirit. We reach out to you. We need you, God. We, we, we want to break out of a life that is sort of just enduring this pandemic. We, we, we want to live in the fullness of life that is found in following you, Jesus, that is not dependent upon circumstances, but is found in the good news of the gospel, that it, that it is found in the pattern that we see throughout history of how we relate to you and how we, we serve you and worship you and honor you in our lives. Yes, lead us down that path, God. We pray in 2021 for your glory. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, we pray. And all who agree said... Would you please stand and join us?
please be seated. If you have your community cups, we're going to ask you to go ahead and take those out at this time. If you're watching online, uh, we want to encourage you to grab whatever emblems you have available at home to remind you of the body and blood of Jesus. I grew up in a small rural town in north central Missouri. We didn't have restaurants in our town. It was so small. We had to travel to the big town of Kirksville to be able to eat out anywhere. And in high school, I had braces, and so every month we had to go to town in Kirksville. We had to go to the braces store, and then we'd go ahead and eat afterwards. My father's favorite place to eat was KFC. And his meal was original recipe, white meat chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy and coleslaw and a biscuit. And you had to take the biscuit and break it up a little bit and put it on top of the coleslaw to soak in the juices before you ate it. And to this day, whenever I eat KFC, I think of my father and I think of those conversations that he and I had alone there in that restaurant. And I think about him as a man and, and what he's done. Jesus gave us two reminders of his body, his blood, his, his, his very essence in his life. And Paul writes about them in 1 Corinthians 11. He says, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So we pause right now to remember Jesus. Go ahead and take the seal off of the bread. Give yourself just a moment to remember Jesus' body. And then go ahead and take that emblem in remembrance of him. In the same way, we ask you to take the seal off the cup. Remembering his blood that was shed for our sins. Remembering the cross where he was sacrificed. Pause for a moment. Remember that blood and then go ahead and take that emblem as well. Father God, we thank you so much that Jesus loved us enough to die for us. Father, we remember his body, we remember his blood, we remember his sacrifice, and we remember, Lord, that we have committed ourselves to you. Father, may this year be the year that we transform our lives, that we conform ourselves to you and to your image. May we be the best version of ourselves because of what Jesus has done for us. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. If you're online, we hope to see you again next week. If you're in person, we hope to see you again next week as well. We'll ask you to remain seated if you wouldn't mind, though, until an usher comes and dismisses you. Have a great week.